episode 240 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Last week, we had talked about hunter harvest surveys and whether they should be required or not. Today, I want to talk a little bit about some of the data that we're getting from those hunter harvest surveys, specifically hind foot measurements. What does it have to do with wildlife management and why is it so important? So hind foot surveys, what are they? Hindfoot surveys are performed on either dead or alive animals. It doesn't matter. They are performed out in the field when uh, biologists are doing helicopter captures or when you bring in an animal that you've harvested that still has its limbs attached. It's difficult if you just bring in a head. But they are getting multiple uh, different pieces of information trying to understand uh, how the population is doing, how the habitat is doing, are there any easily identifiable factors that they can identify as well as how is this population doing this year compared to last year? And there's a whole lot. There's blood, there's feces. Uh, you can get CWD samples. You can get fat samples. One of the best ones for body condition, though, is the hind foot limb length. There's a couple things you can get from that. One, age estimation. You can tell uh, if the animal falls within a range. Um, a mule deer falls within a range that would say suggest it's about three years. And then you can look at the teeth, fill the teeth if the animal's still alive. If not, you can pull a tooth, get a tooth sample, and it will give you a pretty good indicator of age. Population demographics. If your whole population that you have surveyed uh, from hunter harvests that were brought into your station and you measure the entire group that have come in and your overall is slightly shorter than average, then you can start looking at, well, how was the nutrition? How's the habitat in that area? What was the winter? What was the seasonal changes like? And it starts to alter how you look at animals. So these hind foot length measurements are super important. It'll also be, give you a nutritional and health indicator, not uh, just only of the animal itself, but the species. So if you have an animal with a hind foot that's a lot shorter than the rest, you can look at it and be like, okay, was there any factors coming into it? Disease or what was the, the mother, if you have any information on the mother of the animal, or you can look at its age, and you can start to look at and break down a whole bunch of information. Hindfoot will also start telling you a little bit about the, the past and the future of where these animals are headed. Are they changing? Are they adapting to uh, their habitat? One way that animals might be adapting to open grasslands as they might have smaller feet but longer hind foot lengths. And the other one is they may have shorter hind foot lengths, but they may have larger feet for that rocky and rough terrain. You're also going to see a difference in sexual dimorphism. And over the years, if you take this data and take it for 30, 40 years, you can start to see a pattern whether there's a difference in male and female lengths and how that is playing out as well as uh, help you understand evolutionary studies. So when I was looking at uh, hind foot limb length measurements, hind foot measurements, uh, I was trying to understand exactly why biologists take them. The best indicator or the best thing that I came across was body condition. 
the larger hind foot is going to represent better physical condition, better nutrition, and gives you a couple of indicators. One, the habitat is probably pretty good. Two, uh, they're going to be able to survive predator events a little bit better. Studies show that animals with shorter hind foot lengths on average are a little bit easier to target because they're representing other things like mal malnutrition or other health issues, whether it's disease or injury. Again, that hind foot limb length measurement is going to tell you about disease or injury because you can see whether they are malnourished, whether there's health issues. If the animal falls outside of the majority of the average and is lower than the average, then you can start looking at it and looking at all the different samples that you took, whether it was blood samples, fecal samples, you can start looking at parasite loads and your fat data and all the others and start to get a pretty good um, understanding of why that animal is smaller compared to the rest. But if all of them are smaller, then you can start looking at some of the different things. It's going to help you understand survival and reproductive success because hind foot size in certain situations have shown that shorter limb lengths equal less reproductive success. So if a female has shorter limb length than average, she's most likely malnourished or suffering health issues. And if she is suffering those, then her chance of reproducing is going to be less likely. Also, some studies have shown that animals, coyotes, cougars in certain situations will target uh, animals that are on average a little bit unhealthier. Also help you understand uh, how they're doing through seasonal changes, especially the younger the animals are. You can really get an, an indication of how well they did. If you get a fawn uh, that had a vit and you go in and do your measurements and then you come back the next year and swap out collars, you can look at how it did going into that uh, winter and coming out. And when you're hitting it the next fall, see how well it did. How did it face against uh, the habitat? Was there enough food sources for it? What were the weather conditions like? Are there any other environmental factors over different seasons? Meaning if you are in one unit and you have measured this fawn and it's a little bit larger, you go down or longer, you go down to the another unit just south of that and it's shorter, you can start to compare the differences in the units and see what factors they are facing. And then again, it's going to give you that long-term population health because you can start to analyze the hind foot measurements over extended periods. periods Wildlife managers, biologists, they're going to look at that data and be like, okay, we've had it in this area for the last 25 years. And we see that overall uh, hind foot measurement is trending downwards. Then you would start to be concerned. If it's trending upwards, you could pat yourself on the back because nobody else is going to do it. But if you have a consistent decline, then there are things that you need to start looking at. Most likely, it's a nutritional or a habitat-related challenge, which is difficult to fix. One of the easiest ways is to reduce the amount of mouth that the habitat is feeding, and that's some of the ways to overcome it. But there are important questions that they need to ask when they are looking at this hindfoot data. Researchers are just starting to 
cover it and look at it and compare it as you have 30 and 40 years. And the more questions they ask, the more they can understand about the animals. But this is just some of the information they're getting. If you guys have any more questions, go ahead and hit me up. Let me know. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, go ahead and watch it on YouTube or Spotify. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram. You guys have a great day. Stay wild.